Welcome to Keith and the Girl. I'm Keith Malley. I'm Chemda. Want to hear more from Chemda? Download the podcast, Who's Your God? with Amy Miller, and you'll hear all about her thoughts on life, the afterlife, the in-between life, and all of it. Oh, you I have, have fun doing that? I have so many thoughts about uh, spirituality and religion, and they even ask you about uh, starting your own church at the end, which... I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that for a very long time. So it was a blast. Ahemda uh, is the other half, I just did their show, of Keith and the Girl, a.k.a. The Girl. And she's the non-Jewish <laughs> Jewish girl who's learned to let her parents be her parents. Imagine. I don't know what that means. She doesn't talk to them. Uh, we had so much fun talking tradition, more about Steve's Christian mom, her co-host, uh, Amy's co-host, whether or not you can hear a breakup happening and Corona cries. So it's all there. Uh, look for Henda's name under Who's Your God? All right. Uh, today's guest, man, I am so excited. I am so very, very excited. Featured on the state on MTV, VH1, HBO, IFC, Reno 911, host of the podcast Risk, Kevin Allison. Hello. Hello, it's Kevin. So good oh. to see you. Thank you. It's good to see you guys, too. Oh, my goodness. How's everyone hanging in? Stop asking that. Everybody stop asking that. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> we gotta. We, we have to come up with new greetings, new questions, because this is uh, very disorienting when people ask us that question. <laughs> it's true. I should do a brainstorm on different ways to... to greet people now yeah like i think even more than how are you you should be like do you talk to the dead who cares uh you got to come up with like more artistic ways of greeting each other sure we might as well just skip small talk and get right to do you talk to the dead yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you can hear that on who's your god i guess who knows what she gets into Uh, it's news to me no i tell kevin i tell people i say i'm good but not like some kind of asshole I'm bummed I can't see people, but I don't need checked on. So I'm just. Right, right, right. Yeah, it is a little unnerving to see some of the folks who are like, I'm loving the hell out of this. Because there there are a few of those people in my life. But there's also doomsday people like, uh, is New York City over? Or um, uh, just, you know, are, are we going to be in the closet forever? I don't know. Right. Um, I think that... Uh, Let's not worry about it. Let's not, uh, you know, we keep being told to live in the now. Now is the best time to live in the now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that like like that really did, that philosophy really kicked in for me early on. And I think that what we're now realizing is, you know, I mean, there's predictions of things lasting a lot longer and stuff like that. So I think, you know, it's it's good to, like, keep embracing that. I mean, you know, technically, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really blessed and thankful to be working in podcasting because, like, people seem to kind of, like, need that. You know what I mean? It's something that people continue to need. I think now uh, is a good time to be grateful because if you're not grateful, you will actually die. That's that's the rule. Like every time you start spinning into something like, oh, this isn't happening the way it used to happen. You just go and I'm recording from a closet and I have a podcast and I'm still alive. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Goodbye. 
Yeah. Well, Henda also brought up, you know, we were hoping podcasting was going to be the future. We didn't know it was going to be the future. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, God. I worked from home anyway, you know, already. And in 2020, the risk team, we started 2020 saying, oh, how can we make Kevin's workload lighter? And then COVID happened and it was like, oh, wait, can Kevin do five times as much? <laughs> yeah, because of, you know, like advertisers getting so skid, skivvy, 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 or something sure. else. Skimpy? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, they're they're a little nervous. They're skeeved out by this. Yeah. They don't know what the next step to make is. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and people, are, we, we teach storytelling workshops normally for corporations, and they're also rather skivvy. I'm just going to go with skivvy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I think actually now is the ideal time to be having a storytelling workshop for your staff, because like... The whole point is team building, connecting, you know. Like- Not only that, now I'm stuck with you on a Zoom call. And uh, you better learn how to tell your stories quick and to the point because uh, it seems like we have all day, but I'm trying to live in the now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> have you tell been- it now because I'm in the now. <laughs> have you been dating or I think dating is now officially called sexting? Yeah. Um, I just got off a phone call or a Zoom call with the folks at the storytelling show called The Mystery Box. They were doing some coaching with me because I'm going to appear on their show. Mm. And I said, listen, I don't normally do this. And I always tell my students or other storytellers who want to do risk, don't do this, but I'm doing this. I'm going to tell a story about something I'm right in the middle of the fuck of and don't know what to make of it. You know what I mean? Like, I've done that very successfully before. The time I was queer bashed, the day the guy was caught by the police, I was like, I'm telling that story tonight because I'm so excited about it. Um, So there have been successful times when I've told a story right when I was in the middle of something. But right now I'm like, what the fuck has happened to my relationships, to my romantic relationships now that they basically just depend on sexting? You know what I mean? Yes, please. Okay. First relationship, go. Well, the one that I'm telling this story about, the one that I'm working on, I was so confused because I met this fellow. Because he's Asian? Is he not Asian and that completely throws you off? (laughs) No, no, he is Asian. And in fact, is obsessed... He's obsessed with why I'm attracted to Asians. So we have that conversation quite a lot. Oh, he and Um, I have a lot in common. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I should say we talk about this when I come on Keith and the Girl as well. Uh, But anyway, um, he was so, 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 so intensely intimate and romantic. And I mean, just like talking to me like we were Romeo and Juliet. The first few times that we played, we had a dominant and submissive uh, thing where he was the dom, I was the sub, I was very worshipful, he was very kind of godlike. And But he was incredibly sweet and nurturing and incredibly intimate and romantic with me. He would say incredible I will things. now step on your balls and caress <laughs> no, no. them. No, he was the kinder, gentler. He was the sweet teddy bear dom. I um, will choke you until you die, but you won't die, sweetheart. I'll never let you die. <laughs> but during COVID... 
everything kind of went a little bit cold because he's not much of a texter. You know what I mean? And it really started to bring into my, it really started a crisis for me. This and another fella who was a lover of mine, who was also was it. Was it like, you know, because he's the dominant one, would you text him like, would you please text me sexy things? And his domination was go fuck yourself? No, no. It's much more like I usually am the sub in, in these BDSM role play sorts of relationships. And I'm usually the older guy. And I'm usually the guy who is far more educated about kink. So it's a weird dynamic of where I have to kind of suggestively, you know, hey, you know, like you don't want to say right out, you know, master, would you learn how to communicate? (laughs) (laughs) I would never presume to tell you you don't know words, but... Is the is the hardest part right now? There's not piss emojis. Yeah, <laughs> Have you no, the little the little the little right. thing. But they should make yellow ones. The little uh, splashes of drops. Yeah. Do you can you have piss sent to you like a meal prep kit? Maybe it arrives frozen. You know, I have huh? talked, I've talked to one of my lovers about that, and of course. We, both, we both agreed that it's probably you know it's probably the sort of thing you could get like go to right. prison for or something like that. I mean, if, if batteries aren't allowed, I'd like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, some piss tastes like batteries. I was talking right? about this the other day. If, if a person's piss is like nasty, I say it tastes like a rancid battery. And someone said, okay. hey, wait, you've tasted rancid batteries? Um, you are not selling this piss play right because sometimes <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> No, sometimes it tastes great. Tell me, tell me if this counts as piss play or if me and my boyfriend are just going nuts. Um, I always joke about like, ah, you can't piss on me unless it's funny. And he's like, you are dying for me to piss on you. And I'm like, no, you brought it up. And I'm just thinking like, no, I don't want any piss or shit play. But if like, you know, if we're in the ocean, if we're in the ocean and that's funny, cause like, you know. It's funny that you're pissing on me. And he's you like, You are what? dying to be pissed on <laughs> that, in the ocean. That's that's what he keeps saying. He's like, you, you want me to piss on you? And I'm like, no, I promise I don't want it unless it's funny. So I'm in the shower and he's like, I got a pee. And he just starts peeing on me. Uh-huh. Wait, where? <laughs> what part of you was he peeing on? No, I don't. I, I say no neck. So he's just kind of like, you know, going all over the place. And you Would know you what? you say below the neck? Below the neck, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I was like cracking. I cracked up the entire time. And then even after he left and I was like, okay, that was as funny. That's funnier than I thought it would be. So good oh, call. I fucking love it. That is totally piss play. Listen, I always tell people it is okay for kinky stuff to be funny. It's okay to laugh. Some it was people, very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, like I am I am a big laugher and I have had people who just get fucking angry at me if I laugh in the middle of play uh because it's so serious and I'm like no no this is ridiculous. <laughs> well you know also one day because I've had that too and I'm not doing these uh, sick adventures you guys are but I've had it where something's funny so you giggle you didn't do a position right somebody almost fell off the bed that kind of thing. 
it, it's because they're self-conscious. It's because they think you're laughing at them in one way or another. Right, 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 right. Yes, because yeah. I think it's, you know, we both we both just noticed that it's whatever zone we were in, we came out because something stupid happened. So we mm-hmm. can either get mad or laugh at it. But yeah, yeah apparently you've been uh, a straight up comic for years and years with all this piss play because it is the funniest bit I have ever done with my boyfriend. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think Hendo's masturbating in the shower right after. That's why I think she would go to a different camp than you. That's all. Right. I mean, well, I don't mean to take away your members, but I don't see it being the same. I created the most ridiculously the a laugh fest. It was a knee slapper of of an incident at uh, a kink camp once, where there was an event called experiment with the pros or something like that where i'm sorry i just love that we have reached a level in our podcasting career where you now just say kink camp and we all just move on because Mm -hmm. we like everybody knows what we're talking about now and go well wait a minute i should say for when does this episode come out today today great so thursday which is tomorrow Risk is re-releasing Kevin Goes to Kink Camp, uh, which uh, we first released in 2011, which was my first ever time going one of, to one of these camps, and it changed my life. But we've added an eight-minute prologue, and Hemda will like this, an eight-minute prologue in which I apologize for the fact that I say in Kevin Goes to Kink Camp back in 2011, quote unquote, I have a fetish for Asian men. And so I decided, I mean, the reason I haven't re-released that episode since then is because I'm embarrassed at using the word fetish, which Mm. the word fetish appropriately refers to like when you're interested in a body part or a piece of clothing or a bodily fluid, you know, something you can objectify. Hey. Spoiler alert on the prologue. No worries. We're in. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so yeah, Kevin goes to King Gem. If you want to hear a, an amazing like hour long story, risk is putting it out again on Wednesday with kind of an apology from me up front about being more conscious about these things. Now I also fuck up a gender thing in Kevin goes to King camp. I say, I walked in the room and there was, and there were women dressed or there was a woman dressed as a man. And so in the prologue, I say, listen, uh, now I know enough about gender to know that I don't know if that was a woman. I would have like, to get to know them. Well, I would say <laughs> download the risk podcast because Kevin's about to get canceled. Yeah, 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 right, 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 right. The prologue, people might not have even noticed these things in because the story's so long. But now that I put out a prologue apologizing for the story, maybe you I'll should get say, and I want everybody to know that I'm woke, I'm aware now that I'm older. In fact, the Asian Chinese, you'll be pleased <laughs> to know. Thank you. And that'll so where- calm everyone down. Where were we before this prologue? Oh, I wanted to talk about humor. Humor in sexual erotic situations. So I was at this kink camp once, not the same time as in the story Kevin Goes to Kink Camp, um, where it was a play with the pros thing, where, you know, at all of these kink camps, there's always teachers. In fact, I've taught. I've taught my class uh, everything you can do to an ass other than fuck it. At the <laughs> camp before. Uh, because I 
people, no one understands. Like so many gay men are confused that I love ass and have no desire to fuck one. Um, but I saw that I could sign up for 20 minutes of being electrocuted by this gorgeous, uh, very tall, skinny black man, looked like a model. Uh, I think his, his, I think he had a name like Mr. Sparks or something like that. And I saw, I didn't know what it was, but I later learned it was a, an electric cattle prod. Oh, and, Mr. Sparks. Yeah. And a uh, police taser. Oh no. He had a woman who was his assistant and she tied me up to a scaffolding whereby, you know, my hands are over my head and I'm tied to a scaffolding, but on a little bit of a chain leash, which was almost like the, almost the worst part. Cause like a dog on a chain, it gave me, it gave my body the impression I can run away. And then you get yanked back. I can run away. Then you get yanked back. Oh my God, we just watched Kevin come. Okay, that's just behind the scenes. Okay. (laughs) So this Mr. Sparks starts using his electric cattle prod and his police taser on me. I started screaming like a tiny little child, just screaming and laughing. And the entire event, there were probably, I don't know, 200 people there. Everyone just now, what are you what are you laughing at? Like when the Joker laughs because he found out he's insane? No, like when kids laugh when they're on a roller coaster, you know, like you're scared and oh my gosh, this is incredibly crazy, isn't it? You know, this is fun. So I'm jumping around like a Mexican jumping bean, getting Oh, are we allowed to say that? Okay, prologue. That's right. I'll send you in an eight-minute prologue for you to play before this episode. (laughs) Not all Mexicans are jumping beans. Um, Okay. We're going to learn a different lesson after after we record, but we'll get there. Okay. Because how do you know, right? Okay. Very good. (laughs) Um, No, no. Uh, And it was such a release because it was both hot and hilariously funny, and the whole crowd was gathered around to kind of laugh at me. And I don't know, it was just a real release to realize, gosh, how weird is that? I didn't have an erection, and yet I found it hot, and yet I also found it hilarious, and yet it was also terrifying. What an incredibly charmed life to be in a pandemic and to miss being beaten up. I think that if you wanted to have any gratitude that you can put that in a mathematical problem and come out on top. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh Just a God. thought. The other day we had on Jess Wood and she was talking about uh, letting somebody in during quarantine, but swears that yes, they did have sex. They both wore masks. Have you ever heard of anything A, in, as insane? B, have you uh, debated about doing that? You know, it's so funny because on the kink apps, I hear all kinds of guys saying, oh my gosh, they say COVID is in fecal matter. Oh my gosh, they say COVID is in semen. And I'm like, you can get it from fucking breathing. (laughs) You you should not be headed towards semen or fecal matter. You should not even get there. But Um, I only eat his shit. Um, he tosses it to me no i think that's ridiculous i you know i'm not (laughs) i i haven't i haven't seen someone 
I haven't been physical with someone since March 15th. And I don't know when I will again. I mean, I am in touch with, you know, uh, lovers about, hey, when might this happen? But it's kind of a week to week thing of just paying attention to the news, you know. Yeah. I just want everyone just a quick reminder that we tell people to abstain from sex in order to keep safe. And, you know, virginity is a big thing. And, you know, your your whole humility and your whole personality sometimes is due to how many uh, partners you've had and whatever. I just want you all to know that it's been two months, two months of no sex for some people. And mm-hmm. we are all going nuts. So yeah. it's eight weeks, 10 at most probably, and I just want you to remember this feeling when you tell someone, why did you go sleep with that person? Uh, it's a pandemic and we are negotiating if masks on counts as a condom. Okay? Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Let's just remember the big animals that we are and that we're all, we all think we're like virgins again after two months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And doing crazy things too. Like I did, I did drink my own pee uh, a couple weeks ago and I was like, this isn't the same because, (laughs) because it's, it's all about like who it comes from, you know? I mean, pee in itself is not very interesting. This is, I mean, we're all learning lessons. We're all moving our relationships forward, both internally and with other people. And that's just a Kevin out from, from the head of Kevin Allison, don't do that. Quote, it's not the same. <laughs> well, wait I'm a minute. It might work for you. I don't want to yuck on anyone's self-pee drinking yum. Heaven forbid. Not <laughs> during this pandemic. No, no, no. And never heard those words together either. Kevin, have you ever tried picking up the glass of pee with your left hand? Oh, it's called the that. stranger. Yes. <laughs> That's a great idea. Now I'm going to have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the regular hand becomes more fun, too. It's a whole thing. You know, you, you see these states that are opening up, uh, you know, way too early. And you know there's going to be this second wave. There already is in China, who, of course, had it first and then seemed to have gotten rid of it. You know, and uh, somebody brought up a good point. Anna, her name is, and said, people aren't out protesting to be waitresses and hairdressers again. People are out demanding that their waitresses and hairdressers go back to work. Ah, that's, that's a great such point. A good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So so selfish. So uh, so entitled. Uh, yeah. So demanding. In fact, I'm looking at a. I'm looking at the newspaper today, and on the left they have some kind of charts of all the different countries, how many deaths, etc. That says U.S. They have to use a lot of graphics because there's no news, so they're like, "Oh, bigger pictures now." Mm. Uh, Eighty thousand five hundred deaths. Then on the right, it talks about city by city, and it says the total of the U.S. again, eighty-two thousand. So on one page, by the time you read from the left to the right, two thousand people died. <laughs> it's gonna be a hundred thousand by the time I finish this fucking paper. Oh my Stop. god! You don't have to open things so fast. It, well, you know, I, some people are—I uh, bet—they're short-staffed, so you can't get the editing that you used to in these newspapers that only Keith buys. <laughs> that only Keith buys. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and you know, like the, speaking of the selfishness thing, you know, the way I—I I hate to even bring him up. I hate to bring him up in conversation anytime. Trump. Is this yeah. a guessing game? 
I knew yeah, it. No, the way that like he, the way we've we've heard it's going around the White House now with you know several cases in the White House. Like how he won't show up wearing a mask anywhere, you know, because it's a sign of weakness or something like that. It's like, no, it's a sign of fucking respect to the other people you're working with. By the way, let's keep it real. It's a sign of weakness. It reminds us that we're human beings, which means we're bags of shit that could be taken down by air. Okay. So if that means weakness... Yes, we're weak. The The earth is going to take us down and we're going to be like, but we were New York strong. I, right, right, no one's right. stronger than what science says is stronger. The yeah. end. You're not yeah. so strong that you don't need a mask. But thank you for your service, Mr. Trump. Yeah. You know who, you know who passed away from the coronavirus? The double rainbow guy. Hmm. Oh, the- I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Vasquez, he was the one who was probably on mushrooms or something, sees a rainbow. He's like, double rainbow all the way across the sky. And he's just coming all over the mountain range, right? Uh, 57 years old, died because of the virus um, on Saturday. He became an internet sensation in July of 2010 mm. after a video had posted. Uh, a video was posted months earlier on YouTube. Jimmy Kimmel found it, played it. And that's how everybody found out about him. The clip was viewed uh, nearly 48 million times. He was uh, so inundated with requests that he hired an agent. And he was in advertisement spots for Microsoft, Vodafone New Zealand, and Smartwater with Jennifer Aniston. And Delta Airlines. Yeah. Holy shit. Can you imagine? I mean, I I think it's... No pun, yeah. (laughs) Oh, because you tripped one day. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's so sweet that something like that could get big. And I think it's so American that we turned it into commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of <laughs> course, right. of course. This guy oh my God. Was, was in awe of the wonderment of a rainbow and then realized there were two. And they did the whole bow, like how we drew when we were in kindergarten. He's like, my manifestation, because that was our vision board when we were kids. We drew like the sunshine and the rainbow. So he like got his wish from childhood and then we were like and can you sell this for us because people like right. you now you right. your positivity can you can you just hold this in your hand and say yum you like this phone yeah for gosh sakes i i have been microdosing lsd for so long but have not taken a full dose of it like in years so i've been thinking what would it be like to try that? First of all, because I've been microdosing for so long, would I have to take a big dose in order, you know, like two tabs or three tabs or something like that in order to experience something? And second of all, is my system used to it now so that a, a, a full trip would be different than any of the trips I used to take way back when? You know what I mean? I like I'm bi- that equates to virginity or childbirth. If I had a child, does it really go back to every? You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Does, yeah. Does acid have the same trip? Uh, are you gonna try it? I don't know because I'm a little bit afraid. You know, like like life is so psychologically overwhelming that you know, with with acid or mushrooms or things like that, if you're not in a in a completely peaceful, great place, it might be terrible. Mm. <laughs> and by yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
That's funny because just don't worry about it. It could never be as funny as electric shocks on a fence. That's true. If you can find happiness in that, I think you'll manage your trip. Uh, Vasquez joined the LA County Fire Department after moving to Yosemite. Uh, let's see, a park he had come close to well during his childhood. There he took on various park concession jobs, security guard also, emergency medical technician, firefighter, eventually joined the National Park Service. Oh, you can't get this guy to do work though. He's just staring at everything. He was also a cage fighter and a truck driver. Oh, sure. <laughs> A cage fighter. Ooh, <laughs> blood like all over the mat. And just knock him out. Uh, his marriage ended in divorce. He is survived by a daughter, Irene, and a son, Paul. Yeah, well, I can see. You can't live with this guy. Ooh, the burger was on a grill. Get the fuck out. Just get out. There's your divorce. Right. Uh, he disclosed on May 5th that he felt sick. He was being tested for COVID-19. I wonder how. He says, I'll get my results in two days. However, at this point, I'm fairly certain that I don't have it. I didn't have a fever. Something else is going on with me. And of course, it wasn't. He died. uh, uh, Let's see. Days later, he died in the hospital. Wait, wait. So he did die of COVID? Yes. Oh, boy. He was just guessing that it wasn't it, but it was. He used his platform to share his appreciation of nature at large. He showed viewers how he grew his crops Cotton released rattlesnakes, you know, in case Is, you got to do that. Did you say cock crops? Uh, yes, he, he he would cock his crops. Uh, he also grew them. He caught and released rattlesnakes and grew wildflowers in his yard. His fame didn't make him rich, though. According to CNN, he made $6,000 in 2015. Well, I don't know. I guess average out those commercials for me, but geez. yeah, he said he was able to keep costs low by living off the land. So it's not a it, it there's not a lot of money in catching and releasing rattlesnakes. I guess not. I guess it's more in talking about New Zealand telephones. I feel like my guidance counselor should have filled me in on this. What do you want to do when you grow up? Catch and release rattlesnakes and something about cocking crops, but I'm not sure what that means. We're being misled, people. They're not telling right. us the truth. I I, uh, I got this email, or a text rather, from my upstairs neighbor. Nice guy, met him before. And he said, hey man, and I've given, for what it's worth, I've given him accounts for free, big stuff that I don't know what to do with that I can't, I can't use, but I just give it to him. Hey man, any interest in a grill? I have a buddy moving in next month and he's wondering whether he should get rid of his grills since there isn't a place for them in his apartment, in the apartment. He said he could use that, he said you can use them anytime you please. Think about it and let me know if it sounds interesting to you. No biggie if you prefer not. Prefer not. I forgot to mention it's a three-foot by three-foot grill. So it sounds like a real mm. a real nice sturdy grill. Keith, okay. this is a trap. Did you answer this yet? I believe it's a trap, right? Uh, I this have a grill, a tra- first of all. I have mm. a grill, first of all. Secondly, I have, I have the only back area in this apartment building. The only outdoor the- space. The only big outdoor space, and I pay for it. I I was always nervous that people upstairs would want to, hey, can I come down? And then how do I say no? I'm going to have to say yes. How would you say no? No, thanks. Just me in this big area with my legs on, a, on another chair is good. Uh, but yes, by saying you can use it at any time, I would assume I can use it at any time because you're giving it to me. So it's a trick, right? It's an absolute trick. If it, Does he have the balcony upstairs? 
Yes. Okay. So he has a balcony. He can absolutely see your um your grill. Your grill is it does look three feet by three feet. This is not a big grill, Keith Malley. Okay. And um and they could put it on their balcony. It's small enough to do that. But they absolutely want to be like, this is my grill that you're using. Now we're grill buddies, especially now in a pandemic. But also, like, you have, they have a balcony. Do not fall for this. Do not fall wow. for this. Wow. This, this is really Machiavellian on these people's part. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, and I don't even, and I, I don't even blame necessarily the one that I like. I don't know who this new guy is. And by the way, why you, why do you have to move during a quarantine? Interesting. Anything could have happened. Okay, but you're probably kicked out. That's odd. You love rainbows too much. Okay, so the other guy is the one I don't trust. It's like God, tell him he can keep it down there, and you know he can use it when he wants. Mm. Maybe maybe that's as far as it got. But no, if I could, of course I could use it when I want. It's mine. <laughs> I picture he just came down the steps and was walking outside. I don't want to walk. It's my grill. <laughs> right, right, right. Or he, or he checks out the show to check out any new developments in grill <laughs> trading. We are friends on Facebook now, I realized somehow. Um, yeah, so no, you're absolutely right. I wrote back, that's nice, but I have one. Thank you. And he said word, and that was it. Ah, oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. No. Because I had to learn how to not um, qualify my no's or qualify my yes. Like, no, mm. I can't come to your thing because my mother asked me to do this other thing. No, I'm unavailable. Thank you. I can hold oh. it for you, but I don't like friends. <laughs> now your turn. What do you think? How do you think we can go from there? Uh, I've been here multiple years now, never invited you. Uh, what's the best way for you never to use the grill? But I can hold it for you. I'm a decent person until you get kicked out of this place. You could say, uh, I'll put it down in the yard along with my alligators. <laughs> <laughs> There's animals everywhere nowadays. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, I'm, I'm kind of surprised you, you, you thought that way. But yeah, right away you knew it was a trick, of course. Me? Oh. Yeah. I am learning my Keith Malley lessons of life. Good. I have improved my skills on seeing tricks and <laughs> I will not be tricked anymore in my life, but probably just a little bit, but I'm trying to keep it to me. Wow. <laughs> I, I should have texted back. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Send. Hope you're well. Stay strong. <laughs> I see your trickery at work. Yeah. When we pass each other at the main door, we were still kind of like hold the door open but run so we don't touch each other. Yeah. But yeah, I'll have your grill that I can use sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure it won't bother you if I don't clean it up right because I'm lazy, because I wouldn't clean up my own grill if I'm lazy. <laughs> but yours is fine with the grease. You wouldn't mind that too much. Oh that's God, be, these, that's real worth it. These grill wars. He got kicked out of his last place over a grill fight. The <laughs> rainbow guy had a fight with grills. No, he had a cage match over a grill, I'm sure. Yeah, now I'm just mad. Hold on. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus. I print out the. You know what I do? I print out the text and then I write on it in pen. Fuck you, and I slide it under his door. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is just, you're only improving on everything here. 
Uh, here's a letter from Dan. He says, I'm listening to the new Daddy Issues uh, podcast in the VIP section. Longtime listener, occasional emailer. I give a rainbow magical shit about this email. The new Dad VIP show with Keith and his brother Ken is awe-inspiring. The two of them talking as their father is wonderful. Keep it going. Hope you all are safe and healthy, Dan. We did record a second episode. That'll be in your VIP package, and we're trying to get Dad to send voicemails so you can hear his voice. And also, uh, <laughs> a listener bought one of Dad's books, and it says, To Bridget, blah, 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 all the days of your blah, blah, blah. And so now Bridget's going to email him and see if he can turn him on. <laughs> she has a question or two, but also a clip that needs throbbing. Can we... <laughs> can, can At some point... Could Bridget ask him when peeing on someone is funny? Because I feel right. like in the shower, it's going to be. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Finger Lake says, you know, uh, regarding me and my dad, I just watched a Swedish movie called Evil about a teen being abused by a stepdad and being shipped off to a boarding school where the abuse continues. The school is run by former Nazis. And one of the punishments the kids are put through are being forced to dig holes that are three feet wide by three feet long and three feet deep. This is what I had to do, Kevin. The main difference is the former Nazis actually give them measuring tools to make sure it's right. The Nazis were given rulers. I wasn't given a ruler. My dad would come out with measuring tape, measure it, and be like, well, this is wrong. Start again. Well, of course it's wrong. How would I know? You could have measured it with that grill. (laughs) I could have put the, I could have dug around the grill. <laughs> now, now you give it to me. He's fucking with me. They're fucking with me. They know my history. I can't believe that you still don't know what three feet is. Is it now just like a block in your head that you can't? You know, that's <laughs> why he thought. It, that's why I thought it was so big. Those were tough holes to dig. <laughs> to me, it was like you know you're talking about. I'm like this six thousand dollar grill he's giving away. Three feet by three <laughs> feet is fucking huge. <laughs> Oh, this, have you ever met anyone, Kevin, with a trauma over the the term three feet, the measurement <laughs> of three feet? Like, I have not. I have not. It's fun, right? Like, you never know how you're abused until you start talking about it on a podcast. You know the way <laughs> yeah. people skip the number 13 in, like, elevators and on right. airplane seats? I skip the number three. Oh my that's, god! That's why Keith is really happy that like the COVID thing is making us stay six feet distance. Yeah. I think three feet would give him hives. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Although six feet is double three feet. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. He wasn't he he wasn't taught math growing up, so we could still kind of <laughs> you know work around these things. Three oh. persons and one God. All that religion stuff bothered me. Obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me mention some shows you guys want to check out. They're virtual. And I know, I know like me, I'm like, what is on TV that I haven't seen yet? I didn't see that Seinfeld special. That's brand new. But don't forget, Seinfeld was 38 and he dated a 17-year-old, dropped her off at school. Now, unless he's talking about that and not the sugar that sticks to the bottom of a cereal box, I don't know how interested I am. <laughs> You're a millionaire. You had your shit together as far as we knew. You're 38 and you dropped your date your love off at school and and you're the fastest person to go why do we have to keep shaking hands like you're the first person to know that normal things are bullshit but this wasn't weird now where's, i where's that act i saw the special 
And okay. um, in all fairness, I fell asleep in the first half and Xerxes fell asleep in the second half. But we thought it was good. Um, okay. It is it is what you expect it to be. No, he didn't talk about Shoshana, which was the no. seven, the 17 year old. But while Xerxes was sleeping and I was watching, I Googled about that because I wanted to see if the wife that he was talking about in the show is that same girl. It is not. But then when he woke up, I was like, hey, remember when Seinfeld dated a 17 year old as a 38 year old? And he goes, no. And I'm like, that's right. They fucking pushed that shit out of the media so quickly. It was, it started to spread. And then all of a sudden it was gone as, right. as only as in a person with, at the time Seinfeld was the number one, most right. popular human for us. Only people at that level can squash something down like this. And it was squashed right. so quickly, but it wasn't just that she was 17. She was still in high school. Like, right. like he actually, he did. He would drop her off in like high school. Like a seventeen-year-old would be. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, like I, I was in college when I was seventeen, only because I'm a December baby. So oh. I don't know how you rationalize that or whatever. I don't think there's a difference, but just the fact that you're like my girlfriend's in high school. You're reminded. You're reminded all the time what school property is. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. As soon as we pass the little bridge over the lake, then we're clear. But I'll tell you this, I know that the con the consent age for children is 17 um, in New York. And I know that because when the police used to hit on me, they would tell me that. <laughs> oh, oh really? Oh, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Well, yeah, wait, there was the Seinfeld thing in New York. Is that New York yeah. State? I guess it's by state, right? I think he met her in Central Park, oh. I think. <laughs> and then <laughs> she... That's how that makes it creepier in a little way. It's, yeah. but it's also international lawn, so there's nothing <laughs> much they can do. But she even moved to like UCLA so she could be closer to him because he was filming in LA. And it this just is very dangerous to be letting people know that Central Park is international lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have all the. I ripped up some of these papers making jokes, so I don't know what's true and what's not, and half of it. Uh, but here's what you can check out with a clear conscience, okay? Uh, Only in New York is doing a live show, Henda's podcast. That's with, uh, this Tracy Saturday. Tracy Carnazzo, Andrea Allen. It's this Saturday. We have go some surprise people also that will be showing up. We'll have a Q&A. You go to Only in New York. New York is fully spelled out. Only in New York .com. I hope you come again. It's this Saturday, so get your tickets now. And here's a big announcement. We're going to be doing a show, Hemden and myself, with SNL cast member Bowen Yang, of course, the fantastic risk host Kevin Allison, and PR's O'Fair Eisenberg, and from the Black Guy Who Tips, our buddy Rod. Uh, they will be part of Silent Trailers, the live game show. Go to keithandthegirl.com slash tickets. If you're a VIP member, look for info at slash tickets for free tickets and a chance to submit to become a contestant. So, so if you're VIP... You get a free ticket to the show, and you can compete along with the team of Bowen, Kevin, O'Fara, and Rod. And that's it, all right? And we'll be choosing one VIP audience member per round. So go to keepingthegirl.com slash tickets to see all the info right there. Okay? Kevin Allison, you want to follow online? Twitter, the Kevin Allison. Instagram is the same. The Instagram for the podcast is at Risk Show. The website, risk-show.com. I love it. I have the book. I love that. I love everything about him. Uh, the latest show, he, I'll tell you about a story about a guy that uh, broke his foot. So all his friends ate it. Who? What a hoot. What a hoot. 
I'd sooner yeah. drink pee. I'd sooner drink urine. Yeah, 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 I think it is a little bit easier to stomach my own pee than my own leg. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to check it out. This, this week's episode is quite hilarious. And, and th- that story is quite a jaw dropper. And then again, like on Thursday, Kevin goes to King Cat. And then on Saturday, we have a live stream at, what is it? I think it's... 8 p.m. Yeah, it's 8 p.m. Eastern. We have a live stream risk show that will feature uh, Charles Bush. Broadway's Charles Bush will be on the show. Yep. So people can go to risk-show.com slash tour for tickets. Cool. Kevin, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Indeed. This is a blast. Piss you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.